a little bit about, I know I'm assuming none of you have read the book, but a little bit about how yeah. mm-hmm. the, its relationship to the book. Yeah, you can step it, in yeah. on that one. Um, Maybe wrong to assume about me, but yeah. <laughs> these, when, other, when these, that, other, these other two. Yeah. When that section comes in, let us know. I'll we'll go pick the kettle on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Little Film Podcast. My name's Adam, and joining me in the studio tonight, we have Ollie. Hi. Tony. Hey. And Dave. Hello. How's it going, everyone? Very good. Full disclosure, we recorded the previous episode about Solo. We finished recording that about five minutes ago. So have you all had a good five minutes? Great, yeah. Had a nice pack of biscuits, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Nice glass of water, toilet break, back in the room. Those, those, those are really good biscuits, yeah. actually, Dave. Well done. Well, they Vietnamese sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not Vietnamese. Yeah, Fox's Vietnamese sandwiches. They're not Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Viennese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was getting casual. thought like a bar, a bar me, a Vietnamese sandwich. Vietnamese. Got confused between the two. Fox's Vietnamese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Something very different. Um, but they're good biscuits, aren't they? they are. Yeah. I tell you, we get great sponsorship deal. We talk about snacks so much yeah. on this show. We need, you know, people come to us. We can advertise your product. What have you got? Foxes would be unbelievable because yeah. there's so many different biscuits that mm. they do. Great company, Foxes. The Mallard Double Bill Cinema <laughs> will the- tell you that we do a really good job of promoting mm. products, services and yeah. venues. What are we talking about on the podcast today? Can anyone say it all in one go? We're going to be talking about the... Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Crikey, that's quite a mouthful. Henceforth referred to as Guernsey in this podcast. Or hashtag Guernsey movie. Yeah, we'll re- I'm not going to say hashtag Guernsey movie every time I talk about it. For sure, we'll call it hashtag Guernsey movie. <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to have quite a bit to say about this. I should warn you, if you're listening for the first time, uh, that we're about to tuck in some pretty serious spoilers. That's what we do on this podcast. This is very much for people who have seen the movie. All pretty predictable. Um, given that it came out about two months ago, you've had plenty of opportunity to see the movie. Uh, but given that it came out about two months ago, perhaps we should recap what it's about, just to refresh everybody's memory, including ours. Um, so I've got the synopsis here from Rotten Tomatoes. London, 1946. Juliet, Lily James. A charismatic and free-spirited writer receives a letter from a member of a mysterious literary club started in Nazi-occupied Guernsey. Her curiosity piqued, Juliet decides to visit the island. There she meets the delightfully eccentric members of the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, including Dorsey, and now I probably should have looked up how to pronounce his name. Is it Mikkel Huisman? I was going to ask you that just before. I've got it written down, but I don't know how you say it. I think it's Michael Huisman. Michael Huisman. 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 Hoisman. Michael Hausman, <laughs> the rugged and intriguing farmer who wrote her the letter. As the secrets from their wartime past unfold, Juliet's growing attachment to the island, the book club, and her affection for Dorsey will change the course of her life forever. Now, this film is of particular interest to us, isn't it? Because we're from Guernsey, we live in Guernsey, we're broadcasting from Guernsey mm. as we speak. So yeah, Tony, you you were actually at the local premiere of this film, weren't you? 
Yeah, yeah. not even at. You weren't even just at the local premiere. You were like Com- you comparing. Host. You were bossing it, weren't you? <laughs> I, I made a few introductions. Let's just put it that way. No, yeah, I got I got asked to intro the film at the uh, yeah the local premiere at the. I, very, was, I was away, unfortunately. So <laughs> yeah, I couldn't the, do it. But uh, yeah, the very glamorous Beaujolais Leisure Centre which I don't think will have ever hosted an event like that or ever will. And I, I, what was quite special about the whole thing, and we'll come on to I know there's going to be some disagreement about the quality of the film, but uh, yeah, a pretty, pretty rare occurrence for Slash has never happened really before and may never happen again. But yeah, for a movie, a block, well, not a blockbuster, but a, yeah, a big movie with big names being based in or on and around Guernsey. It was a pretty big deal. Yeah. So it, they got, it, yeah, they got it was, the it, big shot in to run yeah. run the show, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they wanted, you know, safe bear hands who <laughs> could tell a few good jokes. And unfortunately, I think Tony, Tony's... <laughs> Fortunately, Adam was away. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Tony's recordings of uh, the cast and crew endorsing the Little Film Podcast, uh, they didn't, they didn't save, did they, properly or something Yeah, like that. I missed that. Yeah. Did, you, did you crack any jokes in the introduction? Uh... Not, not in the. Uh, it, was all, it was all pretty uh, clinical in okay. the actual premiere, but I, yeah, I got to do a Q and A with the cast actually at Government yeah. House in Guernsey, oh, very nice. which is uh, Government Hoyce, Hoyce, uh, which is where the governor lives. It's like the, uh, the the top dog. So that was that was quite nice. Yeah, uh, to be fair, you know they were they were all very lovely. Failed to give Lily James my number though, didn't you? Well, I failed to give her the spreadsheet of numbers that I'd been provided with <laughs> <laughs> the preceding week. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, the, the whole event went down very well. Yeah. And was it well received, generally? It was very well received, yeah, very warmly received. But Are we that, talking about the movie or Tony's introduction? <laughs> <laughs> I saw on Instagram, like, Lily James obviously had a good time over here. Lots of snaps at some hot points in Guernsey, so... It was a shame the weather wasn't yeah, that great it was a bit foggy. when they were There's a really great show of her down at uh, Beach Fermain. It's a pretty extraordinary thing to happen in Guernsey, mm. isn't it? Um, you know, with, there's, what, 65,000 people on this island. Like, it's it's not a big place, really. And to, to have major film stars like Lily James come over, it was a pretty big deal. Mm. And, uh, yeah, for them and to get the opportunity to meet Tony Kerr as well, was, uh, yeah, <laughs> must have been pretty special for them. Pretty special, yeah. On top of that as well, the, there was a lot of baggage with the film because there was so much interest locally. You know, the whole production, and we, we talked about it in solo, but the whole production really was followed blow by blow by people in Guernsey. And there was, you know, it was original. Obviously, the, the book came out, and that was a sort of runaway success. You'll be able to tell us a bit more about that, Adam. Yeah, everyone sort of became very aware of the book and the book success. And then there was talk of a movie, and then producers got involved. Uh, originally, it was cast with Kenneth Branagh to direct and Kate Winslet in the lead role. And then that, you know, they sort of visited the island and didn't quite come off. And then eventually, yeah, quite a few years after, yeah, I mean, it must be seven or eight, or maybe six or seven years after that original kind of project was put together, that this finally came to fruition. So I think people, yeah, had been waiting a long time for it. Well, the book came out in 2008, so it's been a decade, and it was a hugely successful book at the time. So, and particularly a hugely successful book in America. Um, So it did seem like an obvious thing to do to make a movie of it. So the fact that it took a decade is surprising in some ways, but I think it also, it made it even more satisfying for the the author the surviving author of the book and the people involved through the process that it eventually 
did come to fruition when it looked like it wasn't going to for a while. It'd be quite interesting just to get your thoughts later on, maybe at the end of the podcast, just on like what that other movie might have been like had Kenneth Branagh directed and Kate Winslet starred. Yeah, in the end, you know, we get Lily James in the lead role and yeah, quite sort of very much a different point in her career to Kate Winslet. And so, it, it, yeah, it's obviously it came, it had a very different feel mm. to what it would have done perhaps with those two, but yeah. Shall we get into the reviews then? What about the the reviews from the critics? We normally like to give the reviews from the the three big sort of uh, review aggregator sites, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and IMDb. Ollie, you've got them written down on a in a little notepad there. I do. Um, so IMDb gave it a seven. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes seven point nine, and Metacritic sixty four. But what about the four of us? The ones that matter. <laughs> Shall we start with Tony? Seven. Dave? A three. Ollie? A three. And I'm giving it four. Okay. I am amazed that we got a a seven there. I know we're not going to get too much into it right now and we're going to talk about it later, but I am amazed that you've given that a seven. Amazed. Well, we'll get into the the details of our feelings, but the thing I wanted to talk about up top was just about the fact that, as we say, it's a pretty uh, historic thing for Guernsey that we had this premiere here and that we had to have this movie about Guernsey, this sort of Hollywood movie about Guernsey. But it wasn't filmed in Guernsey, and some some local people have been a little bit hostile towards the movie because of the fact that it wasn't filmed here, and there has been a general kind of tinge of disappointment around the fact that it wasn't filmed here um so i mean when you listen to the filmmakers talk about it and you'll know more about this tone having spoken to them directly but you can understand why it wasn't filmed here in terms of just the logistics of bringing a film crew over to this island the number of people that would be needed uh, to build the sets and all that it's not mm. just a case of bringing over lily james and tom courtney and the camera and that's all you need it's, it's a huge operation to do and bringing all that over to the island would have been very difficult. Also, the fact that Guernsey doesn't look the way that it looked in the 1940s, and certainly that's true of St. Peterport, the capital. Um, so there, there's various reasons why they decided against it, although, I mean, perhaps we can get into it, but you, you wonder if they could have done a, a few shots here. But mm. what, what did you think? Did that did that bother you as you were watching as someone who obviously lives here, has grown up here, knows Guernsey so intimately? Did, was it a problem for you as you were watching that this wasn't Guernsey? Do you know what? I was one of those haters and naysayers and like local people who were genuinely annoyed that this film is such an opportunity. Had your pitchfork ready. (laughs) There's such an opportunity for, for a film to be made here on this island. And I thought that prospect was very exciting. And when obviously heard that it wasn't going to be filmed here, in fact, they weren't going to film anything here. I was bitterly disappointed, angry, blah 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 (laughs) (laughs) but saying that i would say one and a half of my three marks is because actually the thing that i was most annoyed about was one of the things i actually quite liked about the film and i actually thought they did a really good job of portraying guernsey in a way where they obviously wasn't filmed here but they made it look like guernsey and for me like I could fully believe that it was on the island. Um, there is obviously a few shots, a few bits, a few scenes where you're like, "Oh, that's not that's obviously not Guernsey." Um, like some of the like drone shots of like the 
the yeah, white cliffs the of white dover, cliffs of dover. <laughs> uh, obviously the the bit in st peterport harbour those bits and also like the high street bit where the uh germans are marching down the high street they're, they're obviously not guernsey but when you think about it like obviously you couldn't do that on st peterport high street now it just wouldn't work but all the other stuff they did with you know the country lanes the cliff walks the beaches even the like farmhouses the settings all of that it was i I was totally sold like i thought they did a really really good job i think also they to us maybe don't feel exactly like going to that point about the st peterport one but to anyone else watching Mm. it anywhere else in the world as far as they're concerned that could be what guernsey is like Mm. and even if they came visited came and visited guernsey now other than maybe a few of those st peterport shots I don't think they'd be disappointed no. because you would go, okay, well, that was the 1940s. Mm. Obviously, you know, however many years, 80 years has passed now. So it's going to be different. So yeah, I, I think it really yeah. worked. Like the shots of lanes and stuff like that, yeah. when there were sort of close-up shots of them just, yeah, walking down yeah. little lanes and things like that, past houses, it really did feel like that could have been old it Guernsey. Was, it was plausibly Guernsey, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? No, I'm absolutely the same. It didn't bother... I expected it to really bother me it didn't at all and particularly some of that came from the trailer which i think we all watched and went like oh just it didn't i i mean maybe it was just because you were getting hit with the shots the sort of yeah the the drone shot the the high street and stuff and not the other bits that you perhaps wouldn't have put in the trailer which is like these sort of incidental kind of walking on the cliffs or whatever uh so it sort of stood out more for me in the trailer but in the actual film yeah i quickly forgot that it wasn't shot here there was one particular shot which was very strange where they did a really like wide shot, I think, on them standing on the cliffs. And you could see in the background that the cliffs just went on and on and on and on and on, like they would do if you're in the UK because they go on for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. But in Guernsey, the, the coast doesn't go on that far. If you were standing there, you'd be able to see the end and just the sea, the Atlantic. Yeah. That was the only point where I was like, that is a bit weird. Do you not, do you not think they could have like... <laughs> They could have just CGI'd that well, no, bit not out. CGI, but they could have like got a couple of people over here with a drone and done some externals of the like summer. Do you think they could have done well, that? Well, yeah, we have a, we have a fond of a particular beach in Guernsey, yeah. Petit Poor. I'm sure they could have done one of the beach scenes on there. But again, is it... You know, we'll just be on there playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be in the background yeah. going, oh, <laughs> what a shot. What they did, <laughs> in fairness, what they did do is they did use that in the poster that True. shot of um, Mill and Wet and Petty Port um, in the background with the cliffs there. So they did include it in the promotional material, at least. That's true. And whether it was just because they were over here and they felt like they had to, but it did seem like when they were here, they you got the impression that they were very sensitive to how Guernsey people felt about it. And they, mm. it wasn't that they didn't care. They just felt that it wasn't logistically possible to do it. You do, what well, I certainly wonder whether they could have done a few drone shots or something just to give it a bit more authenticity but i'm aware as you say dave that the vast majority the vast vast majority of people who've seen this film and the majority of people listening to this won't know Gantt at all and won't care and so many films are not shot in the place they're set i mean you know virtually every western that's ever been made is you know was shot in mexico or, is or not, spain yeah or spain yeah it's it's uh it just is a thing in movies isn't it and it just doesn't matter if you don't know the place so it's something that I think we are going to care about much more than anybody else, obviously. Um, but I agree with you. I, I was actually surprised by how much it didn't bother me. But perhaps this is a route into talking about everything else because 
in many ways, the thing that I expected to hate about the movie, like the thing that, the things that I thought would annoy me, I thought it would annoy me that it wasn't filmed in Gansey and it didn't bother me. So the things that I thought would annoy me didn't, but the things that I thought would be okay weren't. <laughs> uh, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there for yeah. me. You are, I felt exactly the same. Like The performances, the scripts. It's boring, the- dull, slow, twee. Mm. And the performances, apart from, I'd say, two actors, and that's the other one and a half marks with those two performances, were terrible. Like, they were... <sighs> Do you want to give us your, uh, your what was it, a three-word review that you texted to me after you saw it? Uh, four words. Absolute dog shite drivel was how I... I don't know if it sounds... Dog shite one word or two. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely scathing. A-D-S-D for GLPPS. I I really struggled watching that film. Like, I was so bored. Lily James, like, Dave, I said to you about this. There's Mm. literally points in the film where she's clawing her way through the performance where she just makes random noises. There's literally a bit where she just goes, like, watch it back. There's a scene where she's talking to Mark... Where she's having the like Who's Mark, is it Mark? Who's Mark? Glenn Powell, the American guy. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Mark. <laughs> yeah. One of the main characters. Um, <laughs> where she's having a like conversation with him, quite a heartfelt, in depth, emotional conversation. Where she literally just goes, <laughs> I don't remember like, that particular bit. I think I described her performance when we left the cinema as it's like she spends the whole film bumping into invisible people so you know like when you run to someone in the street by accident as you're maybe yeah. turning a corner and you're like oh so sorry like it's just like a whole film of that yeah and either it's sort of like chirpy like oh sorry yeah. or like it's like oh a concerned sorry like ooh. ooh. <laughs> it's like stop making weird noises like and she's a, i think she's been good in other things yeah i really enjoyed in um baby driver which was one of my favorite oh, films yeah, of great, last year but this one my god She's awful, wasn't she? I mean, I mean, Wooden if, doesn't even begin to describe it. Like it was. Ugh. I mean, I think the film for me, if I hadn't seen Justice League this year, would be the worst film I've seen this year. <laughs> is how it's is how bad it is uh, for a romantic drama. I'd say no romance or drama. You could conceivably describe the film as also being a comedy, but there's nothing funny about it. It's apart just, from how bad it is. What? Yeah, okay. but it's not even funny bad. It's just very unpleasant to watch because it's so boring. So one thing <laughs> to say in its defence, and I m- might be preempting what you're going to say here, Tony, but this is not a film for us, is it? Like, if it if, if it wasn't about Guernsey, we would never go and see a film like this. Like, it, it, it we are not the demographic the for this Jersey movie. Literary well, yeah, I was, gonna, I was actually going to say if okay. it was the Orkney Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, <laughs> I, uh, I would never have watched it. So do you think we're being too harsh then on that basis? Overall, yeah, way too harsh. I mean, I I genuinely think that there is a warmth to it. It's a nice, it is a nice film. And you said it's slow, boring, twee, but to a lot of people that those, that's maybe boring is not a positive (laughs) thing, but you know, a slow twee film that I don't, I don't think those are necessarily bad points to me. It's a great story though, is it? It's not. I think it's. Hang on, 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 let let, let Tony finish here. Sorry. Give the boy his chance. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that I came out of it thinking I certainly didn't get bored. It was, it was, it was nice. It was, 
it was very pleasant and uh, yeah that will i can i can see why that would offend some people uh i mean there's a there's a possibility i got wrapped up in you know that slightly my my take on it is colored by the whole experience and the the thing but uh, you know actually spending a bit of time you know learning or, or finding out more about how the the story itself the then the the book came about that's quite an amazing story in itself uh and that the whole thing i think there's just a real warmth around there were there were a lot of things that bugged me in it. The accents were all over the place, like what's across that, the board. What did that guy tell you? You interviewed. He said, "Well, I think some people were saying that Tom Courtney had like nailed the Guernsey accent." And I, Wasn't he saying? He, that? Well, he he was quite proud of his his effort, but I don't know if anyone actually produced the Guernsey accent in. He sounded like certainly not in the Country. traditional Guernsey. No, it was that. So, but the accents all over. Yeah, there was a bit of Irish. There was a bit of West Country. There was a bit. Uh, was, he, yeah, it was. He just, was probably thinking from speaking to you. He was like, "Oh, my accent was a bit like yours." <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, we don't have traditional Guernsey accents. We are. No. Yeah, ours is. I would think quite. I don't know. To to the list of quite a well, bit. The people who I've met who were around in the 1940s, their Guernsey accents are very thick. This is it. So there's a lot of people in Guernsey who sound like we do. But we don't have traditional Guernsey accents like people would have had in, in the 1940s. But his, you know, he wasn't doing an accent like us. He was doing an accent. It just yeah. wasn't a Guernsey accent. He <laughs> yeah. was getting that kind of... Uh, Eli, I'll, I can't remember what he said. Oh, He's like, yeah. it'll, it'll run you up there in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Sub Alan Bennett. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was the left Day field. five of the holiday. <laughs> it was the left field. <laughs> I don't know. The, the whole, the overall thing, the, it is a nice story. I think that the sort of concept of a, a romantic dramedy against the backdrop of the occupation in Gezi, and, you know, the occupation of Gezi isn't a well-told story, is it, generally? It's not something that a lot of people know about. And I think the film, and I, I haven't read the book, and so Adam will help us and help me specifically, but... I think the way that it, it keeps that stuff quite light, the whole film is very light, but the way it just sort of touches on elements of the occupation that weren't light, I thought they handled it really well. I think it was it was, it was nicely done. The, yeah, there were elements. It's pretty corny. The ending is particularly cheesy. <laughs> there, there is some really cheesy stuff in there, but I think just overall, I got a really warm feeling out of it. You know, and it, it got played to some of the people who lived through the occupation and... You know, a sample of those were used on the news and they, they, well, they all loved it. They all liked it. Did you, you say not- a sample? Well, exactly. I wasn't the one who, who chose what was put out, but I, I don't know. I, I would imagine if someone, if one of, you know, uh, an occupation survivor had, you know, come out and spoken to one of the cameras and said, it was fucking shit. He probably <laughs> yeah. would have, like, you know, <laughs> know what I mean? The new, they probably would have used that. You've got to bleep that out. That's as brilliant. A- <laughs> As a film that's come out and been released in a big way at a cinema, do you not think it was slightly underwhelming? Like if, I, I kind of understand your point about it being kind of like warm and very gentle, but it feels to me in that sense that maybe it would have been better suited to being a sort of a two-part ITV Sunday night drama, eight o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. The audience for it can tune in and watch it. If some other people accidentally stumble across it, you know, coming to the end of their hangover, they're like, fine, pizza in the oven. I'll watch this. It'll make no difference. And then in half an hour, I'll go to bed. Now, do you know what I mean? If the film, if, if it was released in that way, I feel like it almost would have been better received. I think it would have worked much, maybe much better as a series because... I don't know. But, nothing happens, mate. We couldn't have too many episodes of it. It is so shallow, that <laughs> film. But maybe with more time and more episodes dedicated to it, they could have 
as you said, they, they touch on the occupation side of things. They touch on a few bits and bobs. If they had more time to develop it, like say for six parts or eight parts, maybe might have enjoyed it more. And I would have liked a bit more of the like, Maybe the tough stuff, really. Like, it just seems so fluffy. I know what you mean there, because I thought the best part of the film, like, actually, I, I thought the middle third of the film was actually quite good, I, or decent, anyway. I was I was getting into it, which is when it's kind of fleshing out the backstory of Elizabeth. That is a really interesting yeah. phenomenon, mm. isn't it? The, the, what's known in the Channel Islands, at least, as the jerry bag phenomenon of... Uh, women during the occupation who had relationships with German soldiers and this its opinion is being revised now as people are coming to understand that there was a lot of misogyny there. It's interesting talking to you. There's a new book about um, the occupation that's just come out. A, a historian Duncan Barrett's just written this book and he's spoken to a lot of people who lived through the occupation. He said that the thing that really surprised him was the strength of feeling that still exists from survivors of the occupation about, in inverted commas, cherry bags, that people do still feel very angry about that and it's an interesting thing because like for example there were male shopkeepers who cut deals with the germans and you know but no one really felt that upset about that but women who had relationships 70 years later are still people still feel very angry and uh hateful towards them and that is a really interesting thing but and and I thought it was reasonably well handled in the in the film in that middle third. But then it kind of disappears from the film towards the end. And maybe, as you say, in a series or or if the film would focus more on that in its entirety, I think it might have been better. I, I, yeah, I agree with you because I think that's something that going in blindly to the film because I haven't read the book and I didn't know too much about it. There's a lot more of the book set in London, for example, or post-war Guernsey. And I thought that it was a lot more about the occupation in Guernsey, which is, I think, a history of our island that we're not really taught in our schools in any sort of particular depth here. And I would certainly like to know more about, and I kind of felt like I was going to get that from the film. Maybe I should just go and read one of these historians' books, but, you know, I'm too busy reading stuff like Ready Player One. So, Well, interesting you should mention that because you talk about boring films. I was much more bored of Ready Player One than I was of this considerably more bored but you were caught up in the premiere and you mm. were chatting to yeah no but then it's at the end of the day when you sit down and watch the film you still yeah no still, i get that it's like sort of adam says it. he gets an extra point on the scores yeah. for going to the cinema to watch a film <laughs> yeah like for me i really wanted to like it yeah. more than i did and i i yeah. I, I do feel no, a bit. you just said you didn't want to like it at all the fact the that it wasn't based stuff. in guernsey no, 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 you were, sort of, you were going no, no. in with a negative impression no, but i know you were pleasantly surprised i agreed with adam in what he said that the thing that I was most con- annoyed or concerned about was it was flipped the other way that when actually going to watch the film, the thing that I thought was going to be terrible was the thing that was actually good. And the things that I thought would probably come off didn't come off at all. I, I didn't go in wanting to hate it. I just said that in the build up to it, I was disappointed that it hadn't been filmed over here, but in the end that bit didn't bother me. It was just the actual rest of the film, which I thought was a real disappointment. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I want to say that I also went into it like really optimistically, like yeah. wanting to enjoy it. Yeah. I think even as I drove away from the cinema with uh, Mimi, my girlfriend or fiance, she'll be livid if Ooh, I say that. Oh, slip of the tongue. Slip there. Um, I think we were both, we were both a bit uneasy about, how much we didn't enjoy it because we kind of were trying to be positive and we were like, oh, you know, the 
shots of Guernsey were really good, but we couldn't really find anything good to say about the film. No. And I think at the heart of the film is supposed to be a romance between these two characters that blossoms uh, in their writing letters to each other uh, and, and comes to a sort of you know crescendo at the end. But I didn't get any sense of romance from no. the letters they sent to each other. She just sort of read a letter and then sort of turns up. And then at the end of the film, when you, you, know, you described it as corny, that moment when they kind of meet off the boat. But I just thought it was quite clumsy. I thought at the end of this film, which is supposed to be about this romance between these two characters, there would be a much cheesier, more dramatic coming together. But instead it's sort of like, oh, one's got on the boat, one's got mm. off the boat. Oh, there he is. I felt quite rushed that bit. I felt really confused, confused, I thought, like a bit of a bumble. The problem with the romance was as well, there was, in my opinion, such little chemistry between Julia and Dorsey that it was hard to believe that there, it was just, I I was not sold on that This maybe speaks to one of the things and what you were saying as well, Dave, about, you know, the, you didn't get much of a sense of their, romantic relationship from the letters so this is maybe one way in which the film is a little bit hamstrung by the book that it's based off because that book is now i've written down this word epistolary it's a book of letters it's there's no kind of narrative in the book it's all letters that works great in a book it's quite hard to translate onto the screen and that one of the reasons that people love that book i think is because you do because you're reading letters which is a quite unusual and B, there's a sense of, firstly, of people kind of, uh, well, it's a sort of old-fashioned, there's a sort of old-fashioned romantic notion writing a letter at this point, but also that it was there was a lot of subtext, like reading between the lines of these letters, and that's where the relationship kind of played out. And I actually like the book a lot. I didn't read it for a long time because, again, People, a lot of people in Guernsey were a little bit hostile towards that book because they didn't necessarily feel that it captured Guernsey that successfully. Um, so I didn't read it for a long time. And then when I did read it, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. And I do think it's very well done. But it's difficult to translate what made that book interesting and successful onto the screen. And there's actually not that much source material to work from in terms of like scenes where Juliet and Dorsey interact there's not much there for them to put on the screen uh, and that's maybe one of the reasons why as you say it didn't feel like they had much chemistry and it feels a bit flat that relationship doesn't it which i think people who love the book one of the reasons they love it is because they love that relationship between du- julia and dorsey and it's a real weakness of the film i think which is a shame i mean those obviously as i've sort of highlighted i, I didn't think were very good performances at all unfortunately uh Lily James and Michael Asman. But there were a couple of good performances. I thought Matthew Good was good. Great. We should get yeah. an great. we should get an origin story for Matthew Good's character. Yeah, actually. Great. I I, I I again <laughs> very watchful <laughs> and I thought he was sound. He's sound always really he good value. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. It's solid. He's uh he's excellent in the crown. The good wife, if anyone's seen that. The Matthew Goodwife. Good in The Good Wife. Yeah. Um, it's watchable in The Watchman. And also Penelope Wilton, who played Amelia, the... The older woman. Yeah, I thought she was good. So those two characters... Well, she displayed a bit of range, didn't she? Yeah, I thought, yeah. Missing from a lot of the others. I thought the, those two performances were good. And that, along with the bits about Guernsey, adds up to my 
three out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I think they're all. I think it's all valid points. Uh, I think what Adam said at the start about it, it's kind of not being for us or not being you know, typically the sort of film that we'd enjoy. I think, I think it is a bit harsh. Well, because no, I, th- I, I enjoy romantic dramas. Don't get me wrong. I watched. Uh, I watched recently Me Before You. Which is that one with Amelia Clark? That's a good film. And I, do you know what? I really enjoyed that, and I didn't think I was going to, and I really enjoyed it. And it's quite twee in places, but the performances were good, and the chemistry between the actors was good, and the story was good. And the story's it, maybe a bit more interesting. Isn't yeah, it? and just the whole thing, like, it, that wouldn't be my typical kind of film to watch, but I really enjoyed it. Whereas with this, I just. I do think there's a lot of good films in this bracket of films that we wouldn't like that are like, you know, like The English Patient or Shakespeare in Love. Like in theory, we wouldn't like those films, but yeah. we do enjoy them. But I think and I can appreciate it, what's good about them. Has anybody seen The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel? I haven't. But I have actually. And that is... Isn't that the same director? Uh Mike Newell. I don't know. I don't he know he directed Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah, which again um, I love. I think it's yeah. a great film. But The Best Exotic oh, Marigold Hotel is a really good example of a film that is obviously for a much older audience. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that film. Yeah. This is for the same audience. I I know that some of my mum's friends watched this film and one of them described it to me as um, if you have a free Sunday afternoon and nothing to do, then it's okay. And she is... <laughs> bang on the audience for this film ringing endorsement that is yeah well yeah four weddings is is absolutely brilliant i mean that's a long time ago i mike newell has had quite an eclectic career hasn't he he's got a really odd selection of films the point around what this film would have been like for example had it been directed by kenneth branner and had kate winslet in the main role so you wanted to talk about that have you yeah no well i don't know i mean just very different i think you know, Lily James is obviously at a certain point in her career. I think Mike Newell is obviously at a very different point in his. It would have been considerably different. Yeah. I wonder whether it had been, yeah, not quite as fluffy, not quite as as light touch. I think Kate Winslet is probably, a, not that Lily James isn't going to be able to do this in future, but is able to hold her own quite confidently and has a obviously a terrific range. She's a brilliant actress. So maybe would have been able to, convince people more of certain elements of the romance or the drama and take Mm. people on that journey i think maybe unfortunately for lily james this film just didn't work for her and i I think that's maybe part of the problem with it without wanting to be too scathing about it because i'm sure she's a lovely person and but if we're critiquing the film you've got to say that at the heart of it the biggest problem is her well, well, yeah, and the story. The, I think <laughs> her, in the sense of it's not a great performance, but also it really is a. It's meant to be a love story between these two people, essentially, isn't it? And yeah. I've had a very hard time caring too much about it because, as Ollie says, there's just not much chemistry there. As I say, I I, I enjoyed the middle third of the film when it was more focused on uh, the disappearance of Elizabeth and her backstory i thought that was good i i struggled at the beginning do you remember the opening scene oh, it was when very cornered on by the, the german officers yeah it was quite sort of are they walking through the lane aren't they well they yeah, start on the cliff they start on the yeah, cliff they walk through <laughs> walk into the lane and get cornered by the german officer and it becomes very a low a low sort of you know what is the meaning of this and i was yeah. a bit i was cringing at that point that like, was my oh, favorite bit of the film really i hated that I, scene. I was like oh this is tense like there's nazis and then uh, and then that was the end of them 
<laughs> that was also probably Tom Courtney at his most like yeah that was this is our island yeah I, I, I wasn't really enjoying that very much but then the middle third I really enjoyed but then it kind of tailed off again at the end and there was that scene the end scene with them on the jetty which was just a bit kind of nothing um which was a shame I'd say I went into it I really wanted to like it and I feel a bit bad being so critical yeah. because I am glad that there's a that this movie has happened and I, having met the surviving author, we didn't say, uh, you mentioned Tony, it's an interesting story about how the book came together in that Marianne Schaefer, who wrote the novel, died before it was published and before it was finished. So her niece, Annie Barrows, um, took over and finished the manuscript and is now the person who pushes the book, etc., and had to do all the promotion for it and stuff. And she's a lovely person. And I met her, um, I met her a couple of times and I, she you know, was really nervous about how Guernsey people are going to feel about it. So in that sense, I feel quite bad mm. being a bit scathing, but I have to say I didn't enjoy it very much. Mm. And that's a shame. But I've j- I'm just, you know, I've got to be honest, haven't I? Yeah. You've got to be honest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, I don't think it's, it's certainly not a classic of its genre. It's not a, a classic of any genre, but I, I just, I liked it. I, gave, I thought it gave me a warm feeling. It was enjoyable. I think you guys have been a bit harsh there. <laughs> and, I, and we think you've been very generous. That's the yeah. problem. I didn't so, get any feeling from it. It didn't give me any feeling. It had no message. It had no <laughs> chemistry. It had no... Just, it, it was I, just absolute dog shite. Yeah, drivel. Absolute dog shite. I think that just, really sums it up. I just <laughs> didn't get yeah. anything from it. And that was... And like Adam said, I went in... Well, as Dave said, I went in optimistic... And I, want, I went in wanting to like it and enjoy it because it's great that they've done a film about the island and this and all the story and everything that's behind it. But I just couldn't get on board with it, unfortunately. So I, I'm probably the opposite. I went in a bit nervous, a bit hesitant. Uh, so maybe the, just the fact that I think it, it slightly exceeded expectations for me has coloured it slightly, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, like I, just, I, I just want to go back to a point that you made earlier about um, how it's not, it's not a film made for us. It's not targeted at us. I don't think that's true. Like a good film's a good film. I'm not genre specific. Like I generally like all genres and I'll watch films from all genres. And, and there's often times where I'll watch things, which maybe I think I probably won't enjoy that, but I do enjoy it. But in this case that, it's not like I don't like romantic dramas or period dramas. It's just like the film wasn't that good. No, I, I, I take your point. I think it's, you know, it's good to consume a, a wide variety of stuff and, and to, to yeah, seek out things that you perhaps don't think you'd enjoy. Uh, but I, I guess more so just you know, the, the descriptive words like twee and, and slow, that's that, I don't think they're necessarily bad things slow is a, is a good thing at times there it is because like, there are some films that are just too fast and it's like Blade Runner 2049 is a slow film but it's well paced yeah yeah do you know what I mean and, it's, it, and, it, and it doesn't drag and it mm. keeps you engaged and captured yeah so, yeah I agree I think you really don't like it and I think you do like it you, you're, you're nodding at people there but for the listeners at home <laughs> you were nodding first at Ollie and then at Tone yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm acknowledging is that Tony does like it and the Ollie doesn't really like it. That's what we've learned tonight. That is, yeah. That's the takeout. They're not the going to agree away. on that. I mean, hopefully it will inspire people to come over to the island. Yeah. It, it's clearly doing great things for Guernsey's reputation, isn't it? And also something that you said, Dave, as well. 
is it's raised the profile of the occupation story, mm. which the, the occupation of channel lines is not something that's very well known, even in Britain, let alone around the world. It's a, you know it's a pretty fascinating part of the World War Two story, and it's not something that is really that well known. So it, it'll do a, you know it'll do a lot to change that maybe. Yeah, and there's a lot of old German bunkers and everything like that around the island. If uh, anyone wants to come over and do like a walk around the island, yeah, get to see all of that, don't they? So you know. I think it it should help improve tourism in the future. People- yeah, and I think the film actually does, like you know it's not the story of the room, but the film is generally likable, <laughs> objectively, no, subjectively. Uh, but it has actually it's got reasonably positive reviews. Well, yeah, as, we, it, as we heard at the beginning. Yeah, you know, it's Martin. not it's not it's not been a complete. It's not trashed the name of Guernsey. No. But we have. But you have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, perhaps we should bring it to an end. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back soon with more films to talk about. Yeah, more films coming soon. There's always more films, isn't there? Yeah. All right, cheers, everyone. Thanks, son. See ya. Cheers, bye. 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 Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Little Film Podcast. I'm trying to do different introductions. Yeah. To you could know. be watching yeah, it in the like, morning, though, so that'll be tricky. Mm. Probably not watching it. Like, <laughs> 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 Real right. good working knowledge of pod- audio. <laughs> I just stare at the screen, always expecting the image to change. <laughs> it right. never does. I'll start again. Try right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Little Wait, Film Podcast. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm. Good evening. How about just hello? Adam Bingfield. That's too much though, isn't it? Hello, I feel. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Little Film Podcast. He wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, Matthew. It's, you're going full... Tonight, Matthew, I'm having a fucking nightmare. <laughs>